0: We are live! We are live! Yay. Welcome to Shooting the Shit! Here we go. So, this is a, a session that we were gonna do last week and then everybody was ill. Um, so we've rescheduled it, but I'm really excited about this one because this is this is kind of our bag. And as you can see, we have a very special guest on. It's also her bag. Um, so welcome to Shooting the Shit. Today we are talking about sexism in search and tech. So a search, obviously, SEO. Mm-hmm. Google, Bing, all of those search engines that you use on a daily basis, are they sexist? Are they racist? These are the big mm-hmm. questions. And, and and, you if know, you sit,
1: sorry, can yeah. I just say, if you're sitting there thinking, yeah. oh, I'm not in search or text, so this doesn't relate to me, it really, really does because mm-hmm. it, it clouds your bias with the way that companies mm-hmm. and search engines display results. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's dead important. It's really important. Well, this yeah. is the thing. I mean,
0: if you do not use a search engine, I, I don't, I don't know there there's a must be a tiny, tiny proportion of people these days that do not use a search engine on a daily basis, if not, you know, yeah. month, multiple times a day. So absolutely. You do not have to be in the industry for this to affect you. This is affecting everybody. Um, so first of all, let's do introductions. So
2: Anjali, who are you? Hey. What's your name and where'd you come from? I come from Kuala Lumpur, but I was originally born in India and now I live here and I uh, run a remote marketing agency. Amazing. Thank you. And Hannah, what's your name?
0: Where'd you come from? I'm Hannah. I'm from
1: Grow Traffic. I am in sunny Sheffield. Mm, and I'm Rachel, also from Grow Traffic. I'm in Bake Up and actually the sun has
0: come out for the first time all day. So. Uh, um, that's a that's a miracle the sun is shining on our fortuitous podcast yeah it's
1: nice. <laughs> um, I thought I was gonna have to build a bloody ark earlier it was absolutely throwing it down yeah yeah winter is most definitely upon us a power well
0: yeah. Angela said that she was it's telling us before, before. yeah yeah <laughs> she's got glorious sunshine and lovely <laughs> hot weather so yeah we <laughs> shall move on from that um so first of all as I say we are here today to talk about sexism and algorithmic bias so I will in a little while uh, we will go on to explain sort of what algorithmic bias is and, and how it impacts everybody but first of all you know the three of us here we are women who work in the very male-dominated mm-hmm. industry of search and SEO. Um, uh, why it's so male-dominated I don't know I think it could, came up obviously from a very techie web dev background you know in the 90s SEO was invented by spotty boys who sat in their uh, back bedrooms and just let on their laptops. so it's always been associated with kind of very geeky types, very techy types, which obviously has been the the domain of males for for some time. In recent years, though, there are women coming into the industry. It's really good to see. And and there's quite a lot of us now. But, um, you know, we were just saying before we came on, we've each of us have been in it for a few years now. So Hannah, have you experienced sexism in search and tech? (laughs)
1: well once or twice yeah a little bit yeah do you want me to go into specifics
0: yeah just give us an example or a couple of examples
1: so I mean there's there's kind of the low level stuff where uh people assume that you don't particularly know what you're talking about um so they just kind of will wait for a man to come in and, and take control of the conversation or check what you've said or, you know, kind of correct you. I think that's one that I really enjoy is when I'm on a call with mm-hmm. a client and they're correcting me and my knowledge. And like, well, you know, I am the person that you're paying to tell you this stuff. And um, so why are you correcting me? and mm-hmm. um, Which is always fun, especially when you get to prove them wrong but then also there's like just really kind of outspoken stuff like there's a lot of groups that run on facebook uh for seo and they are an absolute cesspit of toxic masculinity and yeah. sexism and to the point where i've left a lot of the ones that aren't women only because every time you post something um or you comment on something you get either people explaining to you why you're wrong uh, or just an absolute barrage of assault and abuse um or like yeah it's just it's just not a nice place to be and there's a lot of um kind of one-upmanship and and, and well dick swinging I suppose for want of a better word where yeah. they're trying to prove each other wrong and no one can say anything without someone swinging and going well actually I don't agree with that Um yeah. so but but whereas the women's groups are very supportive and very lovely and uh, very welcoming and wholesome mm. and stuff so uh, yeah, we had a, I saw a I saw a very specific
0: example of this, and it was only a couple of weekends ago. It was in one of the big SEO Facebook groups um, that I'm sure we've all been in in our time. I won't name and shame them, um, but there was a man had gone in. He posted a question. It was about Harrow. Does anyone use Harrow? Uh, yeah. And a couple of men had said, you know, yes, I use it. Yes, I use it. And then a woman posted use it frequently and he said thanks but you didn't really answer my question I'm like she's just answered it in exactly the same way as the the several men above and you liked their comments and now you're questioning her and he essentially demanded from her evidence and reasons as to why she'd used harrow and why she had that opinion i thought you you didn't do that with the men so you know this is not just us going oh they feel like very past aggressive places they are and they really are if you are a woman and this is why women have created these women-only spaces isn't it um so angela you you volunteered to be on this session today because you had some some examples so have you ever experienced sexism in search and tech
2: um
0: well i'm a woman of color so i
2: experience sexism and racism all the time uh it's you basically took the words out of my mouth because the woman who commented, I use it very frequently is a friend of mine and she is really good at what she does. Yeah. And uh, basically all the men were kind of condescending her for just saying, yeah, I use it. Mm. If instead the, the conversation was more constructive and asked her, Hey, how, why do you use it frequently? What can you teach us about it? Everyone would have learned something. But instead it became all about, oh, hey, I'm a man. I I know what I'm talking about and you don't deserve to say anything. It's more about control than anything else because otherwise you would do it to men too.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely,
2: and this is the thing, isn't it? it I
0: mean, it, it is subtle, and 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 when when we as women, we will pick up on a, a feeling, or we'll be like, you know, that just feels like it's aimed against me, and quite often it's quite hard to pin that down. And if you showed it to somebody and said, "This is an example," they'd be like, "Yeah, but that could be anything. That could be because they're older and they and you're younger, you know." But that was a really obvious. Specific, you know, yeah. you absolutely could not mistake that example, could you? It was it was quite yeah. explicit. Yeah. And so you were telling me, Anjali, as well, that you, um, you used to work in a, 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 an agency in America, didn't you? A digital marketing agency yeah. that was based in America. Um, mm-hmm. I, were you discriminated
2: against there because of your sex and, and colour? Mm, not directly, but indirectly in a lot of ways. So one of the yeah. examples that comes to mind is um, the CEO of the company had a dog who died and she went on an indefinite leave for about 10 days and I was left holding the fort because I was the account exes- uh, account executive. Mm-hmm. But the same thing happened to me when my friend died and I asked for a leave and I was basically met with responses like, why did your team not do this? Mm. instead of saying hey um your friend died you deserve some support you should take some time off you must be feeling this way i Mm. was told why didn't your team do this i'm like my team excuse me you're the ceo yeah
0: that's that's scary isn't it
2: yeah and um at the same time there were a lot of differences in pay as well they they paid people who were working there much much more than me who was who had the senior most position besides the ceo mm-hmm. so that's one thing we always get the short end of the stick because we're not based in the u.s so that yeah. that's uh and, quite obvious.
0: Uh, and and yeah, and and the other thing is, like you say, you know, you, they would put that down to the fact that you are not based in the US, but actually, it's down to that mentality of oh, cheap freelance labour. You know, they're, they're based over over in some foreign country over there. You know, we don't have to give them the same rights as us, and actually, that's discrimination. That's just plain and simple discrimination. Because actually, if we look back at you know your CV and and your portfolio of work, it will be just as good as the people who are there, probably if not better because you've had to work 10 times harder and yet because yeah. you're you know you're seen as it's, it's almost like you know cheap cheap Indian labor isn't it you know pack them in and pay them peanuts and the, the cost of living is much cheaper over there so they don't need it well actually that you know you, you know you pay me for my expertise and my qualifications and that's the end of it so yeah. well, it's
1: even it's not even necessarily about the the kind of uh monetary value it's the the respect Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a total lack of respect. Yeah, I mean, a dog and a friend, obviously. Like we don't need to point
2: that out. But yeah, <laughs> they're not the same. And um, uh,
1: but yeah, there were
2: there were people below me in that rank who were paid more than me because I was not there. Yeah, just, uh, people who performed much worse but who were paid more. Mm. And do you know what? Men. This is. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> no, but this is endemic. No,
0: no, no, uh, Anjali, don't apologize, please. Uh, we all speak over each other, so it's absolutely fine. Um, but that is absolutely, there is absolutely, isn't there, the, the, there's this impression of, you know, oh, cheap labor, and, it, and that's endemic in tech. I mean, we all know, you know, you get the emails from somebody in India saying, oh, we'll get you on page one of Google by next week or whatever. But the the there absolutely is this impression throughout the whole of search tech digital marketing that people who are are in the east or the far east or whatever they're not worthy of the same level of respect as those of us in the West who are much cleverer and much better. And, Mm. you know, we do things the correct way and it's, you know, it's toxic, isn't it? Absolutely toxic. Um, It's
1: exploitative. Yeah.
0: It is exploitative. It is. Um, Okay. We are, we're getting off the subject, but yeah, uh, you know, personally as well, uh, we see it on a a daily basis in grow traffic and we are based in the UK, but we have a male director in addition to Hannah and I, who obviously female directors, um, so many times we will just, you know, he will get a completely different response to the one that we get, and we have exactly. talked about that in the past on this on this show. Um, but yeah, I, I, in fact, I was I was listening to another podcast the other day, and this woman was saying that she stopped signing her name as what her name was, and started signing it as a man, and she said it just made her job ten times easier. So I was yeah. wondering about even doing that. I thought, should I should I change my name to Richard and sign all my emails as Richard, and just see? What happens for a week? Be yeah, I read
1: a read an article yeah. from this bloke that said um, he worked with a woman that was the same um, level as him, same kind of experience in the company, but everything took her ten times longer. Um, mm. And and event like eventually they kind of had a conversation about because he was thinking she was just a shit at her job and and they ended up swapping emails. I oh, know he had to use her email or something while she was out or something. Anyway, he ended up responding to her emails as her, and he was like, people were just so hard going, like so obnoxious, so difficult yeah. to deal with. And I think like the thing that really gets me like upset actually it doesn't make me angry it makes me really really fucking sad that it's it's the low level insidious sexism in our industry that is really um demoralizing you know you do a good job you put in the effort you put in the hours you work hard for your clients and and ultimately you still come up against barriers because of something that you have absolutely no control over and Uh you have to work 10 times harder and then mm-hmm. when you try and pinpoint an explicit kind of instance, it's very difficult. You know, I can think of maybe five examples of when it's happened very specifically and it's been really uh, like obvious sexism. Mm-hmm. But there are you know, every day you come up against something and you think, did that just happen because I'm a girl? Or mm. like, is there something wrong with me? Or and you know, men like like the men in our company um past and present have just kind of breezed through and would never question if that is their own ability if that is because of their gender if that is because of the client or whatever it's just you know it's just absolutely insidious Mm. low-level sustained sexism that we've come up against and i think the thing is
2: go on angeli yeah it's very common in B2B as well, when you especially dealing with SaaS companies, because they instantly assume, oh, it's SaaS. A woman must not know anything about it.
1: Yep. So yeah. So you, yep. you
2: get unheard, interrupted, talked talked over, and sometimes mm-hmm. just plain disrespected. Yeah. And the we thing don't, is don't. that
0: this, this happens. And, and when we look at kind of the makeup, I mean, we are talking specifically today about search and tech, and uh, we're not trying to make out that it is any worse in this industry than it is in any others. I know this low level sexism is, is experienced by every woman in every sector and industry. But when you look at, say, for example, Silicon Valley, which is where a lot of our industry is led from. You know, it is predominantly male. It's 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 Elon Musk and it's um, Jeff Bezos Larry. Fred, yeah, Larry Page and it's all of those you know entrepreneur men who have gone to Harvard and left and done something. And I, I find it really interesting at the moment. I don't know if any of you are following the case of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, but I find it really interesting how she was a woman that was blazing a trail. Now she was not able to do that. You know whether Theranos is a, a con or fraud or whatever it might be. She could not do any of that by herself. Surrounding her was an entire army of rich, white, middle-aged men. If you take Sonny Balwani out of the equation, he was was a rich, coloured man. Uh, But, you know, he wasn't. Everybody else was white and rich and very of the American, you know, establishment and patriarchy. They have supported every single thing she's made. They have backed her. They have put millions of pounds of, of money into it. And... She is the fall guy because she is the woman at the heart of this equation. And not one single one of those rich white men are going to take any flight. They're all going to go, oh, I was conned by the pretty girl. Poor yeah. me. With and I found that, voice. The, yeah, yeah the exactly. Fact that she had to
1: lower her voice, to, you know, yeah she feel yeah, like are, be taken seriously. Absolutely.
0: Like. Yeah, there's a whole minefield at work there. But I just think this story is so indicative of, of Silicon Valley. And then Silicon Valley, you know, is indicative of the rest of the tech world. And it is absolutely led by white men. And I'm well, so I think then, it's,
1: sorry, sorry, it's just right, go on. I think it's really important that we point out that the sexism that I've experienced certainly hasn't always come from men. There are women out there yeah. that are also perpetuating this myth. I was on a call the other day with a woman and. I was talking about I was going to move her website over onto a different server and she kept saying well when you speak to the guy that's doing the d- d- that's doing the switch and when you speak to the man that's switching it over can you just ask that like no I will yeah. be doing it yeah when you speak to him can you just ask him so, you know, it is, it's not men, it is mm. the patriarchy. It's a whole system, yeah. yeah. And do you know
0: what, Anjali, we system. were talking before we came on, weren't we, about, you know, because Hannah and I think we've got it bad in in, in Britain, which is actually quite, a, you know, westernized um modernish society, supposedly. We're the epitome of, of the enlightenment, aren't we? Um, and yet you were saying in, in Malaysia, in Singapore, in India, you know, being yeah. a woman uh, in in that world, you, you've you absolutely got it 10 times worse, haven't you? And like you said, it's not just from the men, it's from the women as well, the whole society.
2: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because feminism at the end of the day is not about gender, it's about control. And mm-hmm. we only control women traditionally. We don't try to control men. Yeah. And it's evident even from women because like, like what uh, Hannah mentioned, there was an instance of where the woman kept repeating, talk to the guy, talk to the guy. This is, I think every woman in SEO has faced this several times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Who's,
0: who's going to be the man? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: And we also get, uh, like we, we get lesser pay. We, we, we get clients that try to control us, that try to tell us, hey, I read this article. You might not know what you're talking about. Hey, here it is. Yeah. Oh, you, you hired me to do a job.
1: You mm, can't yeah.
2: send me articles. I'm supposed to send you articles.
1: Yeah. Do you know are what? You, are are you, you, oh,
2: go yeah,
1: on. go on. Well, no, go on. I had a client that used to send me articles explaining how to do SEO. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was just yeah, gonna
0: say same. the same thing. Yeah. Do you know what? I've never thought about that, but several times we've had men send us articles about SEO. I had we had a client once and I went into a meeting with him to do a review, and we'd been doing for the last 18 months content marketing on his website, and and he gave me a book about content marketing and said you might want to read this. And I was like, Yeah. Have you not looked at what we like? This is literally what we've been doing for the last day. you can literally look on your website and see it. You don't need to teach this, mate. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's you're right. Absolutely. I'd never thought about that as well. Um but, but so think what as well, I want to oh. go on. Oh, well, <laughs> go on. Be, final point, be, final
1: point. Sorry, I might <laughs> be like um jumping ahead here, but I think as well, it's not that you know our experiences as as SEO agents within the field are sexist, but I think the sexism in search is so pervasive. So, if you Google search, uh, you know, an mm-hmm. actress, then you get actress name, body, kids, like, you know, weight, workout, routine, topless. And, and it's, it's, and if you search for an image of a doctor, it's a man. If it's an entrepreneur, it's a man. You know, it's not just. The the our experiences SEO agents, it's sexism within the SEO agents as well, who are Mm. optimizing images and optimizing content and putting up content that perpetuates sexist attitudes.
0: Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that is exactly what I was going to say, Hannah. I was going to say, and why, why does our experience within search matter to you? Uh, if you are just the normal person doing your Google searches on a daily basis, it's precisely because of that. Because when we talk about algorithmic bias, algorithmic bias is simply a bias. So sexism, racism, ageism, that is built into an algorithm. And whilst these algorithms that we, we use now to run our search engines, whilst they are learning algorithms, They were initially designed and created and programmed by well-educated, rich, upper-class white men. And so those biases are hard-baked into the way these algorithms work, and then they then become perpetuated. So, for example, you know, if you are a young girl, and as Hannah says, you know, if you Google doctor and all you get are images of men, you then think, well, that's obviously not, you know, if I'm a young girl of colour, I obviously can't be a doctor. That's not for me. Now, I do want to say that that they've got better in recent years. So we did this session a, a year ago. And when we Googled woman, female, all of those kind of things a year ago, we got. Pages and pages and pages of young, blonde women. That was it. White-skinned, blonde-haired women. Now, I've done this same Google. I went on an incognito search not an hour ago and searched for women, female, uh, various other kind of related keywords. There are women of color in there. So the algorithms have obviously taken note over the last 12 months because I know there's a lot of books that have come out recently, which we are going to come on to to, to mention. Um, So they have got better, but there if you look at those search results look on images they're still all very kind of western looking even the women of color still look very western you know they'll straighten their hair they're all tall they're all thin they're all very beautiful they're all young you know there's there's nothing there's no extreme so they've kind of got a bit better but not very much so how do we make that work harder hannah you had a point first
1: yeah i was just gonna say i think um, um sexism in stock photography has got a lot to do with it so obviously algorithms are only as intelligent whereas as what is entered into them. So when it comes to search results, it's what people like us put onto the put into the internet um, mm-hmm. that comes up in the search results. And stock photography was horrifically like, sexist, racist, homophobic, ageist, you know, everything. And there that's if, but
0: that's because they run on algorithms. Yeah. They run on a search algorithm too. And they this do. is the point. Yeah, they Every do. algorithm exactly. has the same biases baked into it. But yeah. I think it's as well, it is
2: it's interesting that you bring that up because i'm based in malaysia and i would want to put me malaysian people on my website i Mm -hmm. couldn't even find images of them so i had to use whatever was available for me yeah yeah yeah, exactly yeah we built a
1: website for a hospital in um somewhere where was the house where was it it was in uh, pakistan yeah Um, And, uh, like, trying to find images of non-white doctors was just, like, impossible. Well, what you could find,
0: just interestingly, you could find there were a few pictures of uh, non-white doctors working in the NHS, so Asian, Indian, Pakistani doctors working in the NHS. And, and anything else you couldn't get a, a Pakistani yeah. doctor working in a hospital you could get then get like an Indian doctor working in a mud hut or something there was Indian. no doctor yeah, yeah. no photos of Indian doctors working in Indian hospitals it was like yeah. oh you want you want a doctor an Indian doctor in a native setting or they must be working in a pit and it's yeah. like they it were like, "Oh my God,
1: seriously, what century?" In anyway, sorry, carry on, Hannah. Um, but I do think, like, I think, I think the algorithms on on stock photography is caught up, and I think Black Lives Matter made a huge impact on that. Suddenly, um, the algorithms made an effort. I think to to promote the work of people of color. Um, and and show non-white people in the search, and I think that's probably why it's now entering into the SERPs um, mm. more than it was. Rather than Google changing their algorithm to be less um, less, you know, racist and sexist. But again, like I don't want to fall into the trap. Like Donald Trump is always saying. <gasps> Google's so biased against me because all the articles that are out on the internet are saying I'm horrible. Like, no, it is just because all the articles out on the internet are saying that you're horrible. Achoo. Like, that's how, that's just how the algorithms work. Um, but the problem with this is, though,
0: and this is why it's so insipid and why it's so hard to get rid of, because it just keeps breeding the same thing. So if we. Yeah. We only think, you know, women can be young and beautiful, and we think that's what people want to see because that's what all the images on the internet are. So we will build websites with pictures of young, beautiful women on. I mean, I Googled women in business and, and you know, business women. And again, that was all very young, very women dressed in black and white suits, you know, pencil yes. skirts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and
2: be, women too.
0: Exactly. And <laughs> this is it. It perpetuates because then we think, you know, that's what people, People must respond to that's what they want to see so we do more and this is what it's the same with kind of advertising and the algorithms that are used around that isn't it so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what other thing? But I mean, besides women of color, you never see a trans woman. You never see a, a woman wearing a hijab. You definitely never see older, older women. Wearing, uh, yeah, older women. Uh, or if there is an older woman, it's a very beautiful older woman with that nice kind of silvery gray hair. You never see a woman in yeah. a rain, Mac, do you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sho sandals. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Angela, you yeah. look like you wanted to say something. What were you going to say?
2: Um, I was going to go back to the stock photography example, because um, Hannah mentioned that when you when you Googled um, doctors, you found Indian doctors in huts. So being from India, that's what actually people overseas tend to believe. Oh, you guys don't have proper hospitals because all photos I see of Indian doctors are in huts. Yeah. or in villages and this kind of shit is perpetuated by algorithms all the time because mm-hmm. it's not just about seo it's also about what's shown to you it's bias yes. if, exactly.
1: and if it's
2: bias it's going to be bias for everyone and it's going to just perpetuate mm-hmm. that bias again and again and again and again
0: Yeah. Yeah. And And this is why we're in this vicious cycle, because then we think, you know, oh, everybody in India or everybody in Malaysia, you know, they're living in a a, a mud hut and they've got. So (laughs) therefore we can pay them less and they're only living on a bowl of rice every day. So they don't need to. be You know, Singapore is one of the most. Uh, developed countries in yeah. the world. I mean, it's phenomenal. It rivals London. And yet we think of like, oh, it's in the Far East. They're obviously yeah. all, you know, eating with their hands. Uh,
1: well, Hannah, like, well, so. what did you ever say? I love with <laughs> yeah. my hands. Um, I eat everything with my hands, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but and also I think we fall into the trap of thinking, oh, the internet has made the world smaller. You can find your tribe now. You know, you can you can discourse with people like this conversation would never have happened without the internet. Uh, <laughs> so it gives you the impression that actually you are becoming more kind of global citizen. But I don't think we are. I think we are kind of. Um, the blinkers are put on, the, and we're just fed one perspective of women, men, um, you know, people from different countries, people of different genders. Like, and and actually, we we're not seeing a cross section of society. We just think that we are, and so mm. the biases that we hold are perpetuated and self-perpetuating. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's it's interesting that they you mentioned day day.
2: that. It's mm-hmm. interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't even know what algorithm means. Mm-hmm. So they think this is this this is supposed to be a magical buzzword and tech is fair because it's not human. But the yes. fact is, algorithm is just data. It's just mm-hmm. patterns that some some engineer fed to a machine or a piece of code and decided, okay, based on these factors, you're gonna classify people. And based on that, if I If I'm the engineer and I have existing biases towards Indians or women, I'm going to code that into my system as well. Or maybe even worse, I'm going to use examples that unintentionally discriminate against women. there's Mm. tech world is just literally riddled with examples of algorithm bias. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Go on. Yeah. Recently, I read an article that black women are being identified as pigs by algorithms. Facial facial recognition systems actually thought black women were pigs no because way. of the oh data God. set that was fed to them. So it's, it's it impacts a lot more than we think. It's not just mm. about the issue of what, what representation we get in searches. It's also about the consciousness we create around ourselves. Absolutely. If we constantly see wrong perspectives we're going to believe they're true Mm.
1: and And the other thing is like about
2: sorry
1: sorry, it's not just about you know our bias that's a really dangerous position to be in where um people are being like you know classified for want of a better word wrong and as we move into more of an internet of things based world if if there's a huge proportion of people who are accessing um, IoT devices incorrectly or being categorized incorrectly by IoT devices, that's really fucking dangerous. That's like that's debilitating. You know, if if you go to the cash machine and they don't recognize you know, if facial recognition is using cash machines and they don't recognize your face, then you can't get your cash out. Or, you know, there's mm. there's a million examples where this is going to be really problematic because unconscious bias has just been programmed in.
0: Well, the other thing is, we were listening to somebody the other day who was, Hannah and I, biased by we, um, uh, he was talking about the exponential growth of artificial intelligence. And the thing is, you know, now it does move so quickly that we put in an equation at the beginning with a tiny amount of unconscious bias in it. And that will spend 24 hours learning, improving, evolving, because they are learning algorithms. You know, they learn at a speed that we cannot even comprehend. How do we know how much that, that tiny, tiny, 0.1% of algorithmic bias that was put in at the beginning might become 90% of algorithmic bias Mm. by the end you know that's a bad mathematical equation because I don't do maths but but you know that that would just become amplified and amplified and and run away and the point is that you know we've got then no control over that like Hannah said that might have that you know black women being classified as pigs might have started out as one tiny simple mistake in the maths at one point and all of a sudden that learning algorithm has gone and it's equated, you know, this color skin must be uh, this color animal and, and we don't know how it's got there. Therefore, we don't know how to stop it. Um, mm. I, You know, yep. I don't, I don't know. I genuinely don't know how we stop it, but it, it is terrifying when you think of it in those terms, isn't it?
2: Uh, it's actually not 0.1% error. It's 35% error rate against black women. 35%. Wow of all rec- uh, facial recognition systems were found to be biased against Black women. 35% so that's, is yeah. a what lot. The yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that is a lot. Absolutely, yeah. that um, is. Uh, and and there are real-life
2: consequences to this because there, there are already systems that define who gets mortgage loans and who gets jobs based on these algorithms. And if the bias is so big, then how do you guarantee that in a world where everything is fragmented everyone's going to get access to healthcare jobs and even same rights you can't do that mm. Absolutely. And I do just
0: want to quickly, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. And I think this is the thing that people don't realise that it's something like 30 to 40% of jobs that we do now will be obsolete in the very near future because they will be being done by robots and AI and things. And absolutely, you know, if we are not, if you've got a, a robot an AI, a, an algorithm that is deciding whether or not you get a job, get a house, get a car, and that is working out on these completely biased data sets, then, you you know, we are removing any level of fairness from the world, aren't we? Um, the other thing that I think is worrying is when this is applied to ads. So there was an article that was it was on the BBC uh, just last week, I think, that was talking about uh, because we now can go onto Facebook or Google or wherever and we can pay for our ads. And when you, you know, if you've ever done this, you will know this, but when what you can do is you can narrow down the data set. So you can say, I want this ad, you know, for a new job. And I want this to only be shown to, oh, sorry, the cat. Uh, I want this only to be shown to, not the cat, to people of uh, between the ages of 20 and 25 or people who live in uh, Birmingham or people who are white. And you can't explicitly say white, but you can pretty much say, you know, of this religion, who like this sort of thing, who go to these sorts yeah. of places. So you are in essence, you know, whilst it's in this country, so Certainly in a job description, I want a a woman aged 23 who's white, but you can effectively now do that with your ads. So again, if we are, if we, and it doesn't even need to be as serious as as jobs, you know, we can advertise anything and, and narrow it down. And that means only people, certain people are seeing ads. We're then going down a whole nother rabbit hole of of people being excluded from the workplace, from life, from being able to buy things. You know, it, it's
2: truly terrifying, actually, isn't it? Oh,
1: the world is horrible, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I think, it, I think it's just a representation of the biases we already have in society and mm-hmm. just programmed into tech. So it's macro level now. Yeah. Um, and and, and, and angels- there are real consequences to this. Yeah. yeah and i think like things
1: like that as well enable people to be to to not to to pursue conscious bias like mm-hmm. you know if you are able to say actually i don't want to show this advert to men or i don't want to show this advert to muslims or sikhs or whatever then like that that just covertly enables people to be just awful awful humans
0: mm. and again people think this is fair so say let's take for example an advert for an acting job so you know you would if you wanted to find an actor 10 15 years ago you would put your advert in the stage magazine for example anybody in the world was able to go and buy that and you couldn't say I want a specific person so
1: you well know, actually you could so
0: you in can in acting. Law, yeah you mm. can in acting, but yeah, so yeah example well no but but what I was going <laughs> to say was you 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 know, again, we are going down. Anybody could have accessed that that ad beforehand, whereas now, you won't even see the ad. So it, you know, people think Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's much more democratic because it's online. People don't realize, people, I'm having this conversation constantly with people because they say, oh, well, you know, I I created this Facebook group. So everybody in the Facebook group will see it when I say, you know, we're we're putting this event on or whatever. They won't. A tiny, tiny fraction of people, even if they've liked your page or joined your group, will ever even see that. So we, we have this illusion that we are being more uh, democratic and we're getting our information out to more people and everybody's able to see it but actually because of the way those algorithms will sort out for people what they see they won't even see it in the first place they won't even know it's there and and uh, then we're back into this you know we're not even putting opportunities in front of people and they don't know it so how do you even try and get fairness when you don't even know what's happening (laughs) Yeah. yeah
2: Yeah, it is yeah. It's, so um... one one interesting thing we all can try even at our homes is looking into each other's Facebook profiles. If you're sitting next to me, you and I could have the same friends, you you and I could be from the same house, same county, and still see completely different results based mm-hmm. on our worldviews. Yeah. So if I'm a feminist, I'm gonna see women's if I type women's rights, I'm gonna see how how women's rights affect the world. But Mm -hmm. somebody who's not a feminist is gonna see women rights destroy the world. Feminists deserve to die. Yeah, and but algorithm just kind of exemplifies it so much more. And it amplifies it. Sorry, go on. Yeah, carry on. There was an example of Microsoft's AI Tay that they released in 2014, who they wanted to just teach conversational English. So, for Mm. example, they wanted to learn how do people talk with each other in regular ways but what they found was within 24 hours that it turned out to be Mm anti-semitic and it was completely racist and sexist yeah so when it started out it said stuff like oh humans are so cool i'm so excited to learn about them and then it went from that to um hitler was right jews jews deserve to be killed and Mm -hmm. feminists Mm -hmm. deserve to be burnt in hell Mm. And they had to shut the program down completely just... because of how, how racist it was. Well, mm. that's
1: like goes back to what Rachel was saying, where like one teeny tiny instance, like a 0.1 of, percent of bias will exponentially grow by, 100%. you know, kind of a thousand times into a massive chunk of awfulness and and. Mm you know bias and racism and
0: sexism and everything else and that's it it's that it's back to that those algorithms they are learning algorithms and they learn yeah. so much quicker than we can ever get so you know in normal human interaction we would see that somebody was hopefully we would see somebody was going down that route we would interject and we would stop it whereas with the mm. algorithms they have learned so quickly you know they're they're on through generation three or four before we've even realized what they're doing and there is a theory isn't there that in any kind of chat room or, or conversation or anything within a certain period of time or you know there's, there's like an equation that works out how long it will take until somebody says Hitler was right and essentially those algorithms got to that point within in less than 24 hours whereas with yeah. humans it takes them you know
1: several months uh, and yeah it, it is it's but yeah. it's context as well like we've said Hitler was right three times now on this podcast is like as a way to make an example against you know, the algorithms, but if you were an algorithm, you would have just heard three instances, uh, three different people, three different voices saying that Mm. phrase. So like, right, what can we do about it I feel what
0: can really, we do, right? really yeah. sad. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I, I genuinely do not have answers. I think the main thing for me is that we alert people and this is why we have come back to this conversation yeah. for a second time and we'll continue to come back to it because I think people still do not realise the extent to which their, their algorithms, their feeds, their social media feeds, everything that they see is within their control. They are being shown what the algorithms think they want to see which means you can change it so search for different things you know make sure you are looking if you see that algorithmic bias if you look for something to do with women and you only see white women call that out do some searches for women of color women of different religions women in different professions because Mm. that will then teach the algorithm what you actually wanted to see so i think just just making people aware of that gives them the power to start searching for different things and change it. Uh, i don't know Angela, do you have any any suggestions
2: other than despair <laughs> i mean uh, unless we consciously tell ourselves that everything we say on the internet doesn't necessarily mean it's true we are not gonna we're not gonna change any perspectives because these algorithms are designed to show you exactly what you want to hear So if Mm -hmm. you are a racist, they're going to show you racist content over and over again so that it reaffirms that. So unless Mm. you make a conscious choice, hey, I'm going to expose myself to a different point of view just for the heck of it. They're going to show you exactly what you want to see. So that that also creates a a problem of people living in different realities because we are literally Mm. being fed different information. So how do you bring people on the
1: same page ever? Mm. I was absolutely stunned when Brexit happened over here, when, when Britain voted to leave the European Union, I was absolutely gobsmacked because in my sphere of the internet, in my little corner of the internet, nobody wanted Brexit. Nobody was gonna vote Brexit. Everyone was voting Remain. Everyone saw that it was a massive mistake and and you know we can't get fizzy water now which is awful for my daughter because it's all she drinks and we have got none (laughs) and and that's that's like the worst that anybody is having of Brexit but like but so it's true like you do just live in an echo chamber and Mm. and I think do I want to expose myself to racists and Brexiteers Probably not, but maybe I ought to. Maybe I just ought to get off social media I, and speak to people.
0: Well, no, but I I have made a very conscious decision. There were some people that I did remove, but I, I did have a feeling that Brexit was going to go the way it was because I hadn't put myself in an echo chamber. And I am purposely friends. And loads of people used to say to me, they were like, oh my God, Rachel, why have you got so many racist friends? And why have you got so many fascist right wing friends? And the very reason I have them is because I need to know what those people are saying and things thinking and feeling and sharing and, and I, just, I but yeah it's hard it is hard because you do see a feed full of negativity quite often and, and it's I quite don't hard wanna, to rationalize it
1: I don't want to validate those feelings and those mm. opinions by being a part of that and giving an extra platform giving an extra pair of eyes to that fucking bullshit rhetoric and so I just think no I'm not engaging with you go into your own like I wouldn't I wouldn't stand for that if it was face to face So Mm. why should I? This is the
0: ironic thing. So this is a very good example of the algorithmic bias. So I had all of these friends that were posting this very right wing, very racist comment, you know, immigrants go home and we don't want foreign people over here. And I could not let it pass. So I would always comment on their racist posts and say, this is not acceptable. Actually, here's the truth or whatever. Facebook doesn't know that I am putting a negative comment on that, yeah. or it didn't at the time anyway. It's getting slightly better at it. All it saw was, oh, Rachel's engaging with this racist content. Exactly. This must be what Rachel wants to see. So it would then show me, you know, why don't you join this Britain First group? Why don't you join this BMP group? And that's exactly it. And, and I, you know, I obviously was able to say, no, that's not what I want. And I would, there is, If for anyone who doesn't know, there are three buttons in every advert you see, or every piece of promoted content, there are three buttons in the top right, you can click on that. And you can say, do not show me this type of content again. And it will say, why is it not what you're interested in? Do you not like it, Blah, 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 keep doing that, you only need to do it a few times, and the algorithm will learn, actually, this is not what you want. But yeah, that was a perfect example of that you know, dichotomy in action. That's what it thought I wanted to see. That's what it showed me. And I had to actively educate the algorithm that, no, this is not the type of content I want to see. And this is exactly how people's feeds are within their control, but they just don't know it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, from my perspective, so my role within Grow Traffic involves building a lot of websites. And um, so as a, you know, going back to what can we do about this? What I'm going to do is consciously put on photos that, that show a more diverse range of women in particular. Although I did this once, I, I built yeah. a website for a client and I put on a range of photos. It, it was a workplace, was like a B2B company. They were talking about people in the workplace, professional people so I just put on people of a range of different backgrounds, different colours, different ethnicities, and they told me that I had made it too political. It was could I take off some of the black people and put on more they white told people, you please? Yeah,
0: they told you to take off. Oh, I've frozen.
1: Yeah, go on your back.
0: Oh, they told you to take off all of the people of colour and use only white people because they were their primary demographic, and They're we didn't. They're in London, but we did it. And I'm really ashamed of that decision. I feel really bad that we listened to that and did it. And it was a, de- you know, that that was not an ideal client in the end. And we should have realized then, shouldn't we? That um, point, but anyway, we
1: should have gone. To, yeah. um, to get
0: lost. The other thing I think it's really important for all of us to do is just encourage more women to come in to to, to STEM, you know, especially to to search and tech. And this is something I'm really passionate about. And Angela, I know, you know, you are we met through um, one of the, the female only SEO groups on Facebook. So I know you are also doing the same. But we absolutely as women we have to build each other up, don't we? We have to say, you know, yeah, we've just spent forty five minutes moaning about how sexist this industry is. But actually it's brilliant. And and it's really interesting and there's loads of great things so yeah you know if you
1: are a woman come into it i think like for me when like a, a while ago i was in one of these awful masculine seo groups on facebook and someone said um what's one thing that you wish you could change about the seo industry and people were saying like you know oh the frequency of updates and i the only woman said the sexism and that was it and, oh, my God, it was like a can of worms poof, had gone yeah. off. Like, the amount of men, it started off like, what do you mean the sexism? There's no sexism in SEA. There is no we sexism. Got,
2: exactly. There isn't, yeah. And it was, yeah. And it
1: was to the point where I was getting, like, rape threats uh, and the moderator shut off the comments. And it was vicious. It was really vicious. And it went on all night until a moderator finally got hold of it. And I went over into the Sisters in SEO group and said, girls this is happening i need your help and everybody flooded that comment section with positivity like feminism support for me like it was amazing the way that everyone just came on and drowned them out and started like backing up my assertion that the industry was sexist and it was Mm. such a men versus women comment section where all the women were going this is ridiculous and all the men were going you bloody women So that for me just shows that there is solidarity in search and and it does come from men. And I think sometimes they don't see it. So Dally, who works with us, has become, I think, a lot more of a feminist since working with us because he has seen it firsthand. He's been on meetings where he's repeated what I've said and the client has accepted it, for example. And he said afterwards, that was awful. Mm. Um, well, he but, jumped um, on
0: that comment. The the, the 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 example we were talking about at the beginning um, on that that other SEO group, he did jump on and defend the woman and challenge the man and said, why have you challenged her and nobody else? So yeah, we, we as women need to be championing each other, but we also need the men to recognize that it did. This is yeah. not a criticism against them, but we want their support. You know, please yeah. just back us up because, uh, yeah. we yeah. you know, we've spent donkey's years backing you guys up. So, yeah. And <laughs> now we're going to pull you down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think they just want to, whenever a woman commends something, whether it's an SEO groups or whichever groups in the world, if you have a voice, that's different from theirs, they will not try to hear you. They'll try to shut you down. Like stop, bitch, stop, bitch, yeah, stop, yeah, bitch. yeah. It's like, hey, talk to me, make logical points. I can shut you down that way too. But yes. what are you gonna do is call me shit, and try to me- shut me down that way, or because call me ugly, or call me fat—like nothing about my
1: work, just about yeah, like, my yeah. temperament. Yeah. Or you—you
0: you obviously need a shag or
1: something. Yeah, you- <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, just the miserable, ugly, yeah. fat w- woman who doesn't know what she's
2: mm. talking about. My husband yeah, tried too- to mean in one of these conversations in a group once, and yeah. the amount of shit he got for it—really, <laughs> wow—he was—he wow. was called a pussy. My husband was called a pussy. He was said, "Oh, you you are whipped because uh, you want sex from her." Kind of shit. I'm like. What's wrong with the world? What <laughs> yeah, is wrong absolutely. With
0: world? But well done on and your husband for standing for, yeah. up for you. Yeah, well done for him. And this is all we need. You know, this is like I said before. We don't want anybody. Nobody has to go out into battle for us, but literally just back us up and, and accept. Yeah. When we say something, we might know what we're talking about. Sometimes we don't know mm. what we're talking about. Sometimes we're completely and utterly bullshitting it. But you know 90% of the time we do know what we're talking about.
1: Just like everyone yeah yeah Yeah.
0: exactly exactly okay I'm gonna move us on because we have been going way over so I have two final questions for you so the penultimate thing I would like to ask you this is a massive subject as you as uh, you know anybody who is listening to us can probably tell there is so much we haven't even touched on here um Anjali any suggestions for where people can go if they want to read watch listen to anything else
2: if you want to understand more about algorithm bias, you need to watch cod- Coded Bias on Netflix. It's amazing. Coded Bias. It talks bias, about everything you yeah. talk about.
0: Mm, it is brilliant. Um, is that the one
1: that goes into Cambridge Analytica, Erica? is that yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it was it was terrifying. There's a TED Talk <clears throat> as well that I mentioned quite a lot. It's an old one. It's called something like the Curly Fries Conundrum, and it's a data scientist talking about how facebook knows if you like curly fries based on your political allegiance and vice versa and and like that i recommend that if you go and search like ted talk curly fries she's a really Um, like incredibly eloquent data scientist
0: and and, uh, big data i mean we haven't even touched on big data have we but it you know big data, people think they're anonymous and yet big data is scarily
1: accurate at what it will
0: predict about your life so you know oh, it's how phenomenal. it can
1: control the world i mean i'm yeah. just ready to go and get some molotov cocktails going <laughs> to burn it all to the ground and it's be just this <laughs> isn't it like
0: <laughs> um, okay so i have a, a couple of suggestions of books one of them is um hang on let me find my list i will put all of this in the chat by the way algorithms of oppression that is that is one of the best ones i actually listen to the audiobook but that's one of the best ones by by uh, Sophia Noble. Uh, there are a couple of others. I, as I say, I will put them in the uh, chat afterwards, along with links to where you can find them. Um, and we'll put all of the recommendations that we've made in there. Um, final point, please, uh, to leave us on that's not too depressing. Hannah, have you got a
1: final thought? Not one that's not too depressing. No, I think just, just call it out. Just keep fighting the good fight, girls. And if you need backup, Come and find us, like find your tribe, yeah. and we'll support you.
0: Absolutely yeah, absolutely, yeah.
2: Anjali, any final words from you? Same. Uh, just, just find more women-centric groups, support each other because that's where you can actually find that level of support. Yeah, Men tend to shut shut you down where you are, you, where you're in a co-ed space with them. So find women groups, absolutely, with them and yeah. yeah just learn to pick your battles and don't take everything that other people think about you to heart I, yeah that's, that's true yeah
0: those are both excellent pieces of advice yeah pick your battles and don't take it personally absolutely uh, also those are very good um uh, uh rules for general life and parenting, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and, and having horses as well. Uh, but yeah, the, excellent. I, and I would just say, don't forget that, that this is within your control. You control your algorithm. And, and also, you know, if you have daughters that are interested in STEM or nieces or granddaughters or whatever, you know, please encourage them. Uh, they will be welcome. They will find a community. Whilst we're, as I say, we've just spent almost the last hour moaning, We are in some phenomenally strong, powerful, supportive female communities for women in tech and SEO. Um, And and they are brilliant. And there are conferences and we are getting on panels and, you know, we talk to each other and we ask each other questions and get non-passive aggressive answers. Uh, So, yeah, it it is actually a a brilliant, supportive um, community. So uh, I can thoroughly recommend it. And that's it. So thank you so much to uh, my guest, Today, Angeli and to Hannah Thank as always. It's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you have been watching on the Facebook Live, thank you very much. And there were a couple of comments, so thank you for engaging. If you are listening back to this uh as, as a podcast or if you're watching it back on YouTube, please do leave us a comment, subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us. If you've got some constructive criticism, we're always here to listen to it because we want to get better. We will be back in two weeks' time. God knows what we're talking about, but it'll probably be a feminist rant um in the meantime go and go and search for women of color on on algorithms and teach them that that's what we want to see and invite your friends to the facebook group
2: yes Yes. do that as well
0: yeah and it's not just for women women
2: in tech yeah Uh, more women in tech
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely (laughs) brilliant thank you guys time to wave see you soon